The thing is that you have to monitor your conversion rate at every single level. You got to know what you're taking a prospect, a lead to a prospect, a prospect to an appointment, appointment to a consult, and a consult to a close. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly Allograph for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's 561-962-1231. On with the show. I've been in the digital marketing space for the past 20 years. And I've built and uh, sold multiple different companies. I started out in the real estate business and I grew that business within 18 months into a 50 million plus sales company. And, you know, by the time I was 29, 30, I had done a, quite a bit in that realm and, you know, I ended up taking some time off and I uh, wanted to get away from that uh, whole scene. And uh, my passion really was helping small businesses and helping entrepreneurs grow their companies and build a life for their families. And so, I started to embark on taking on consulting projects. I started to work with all these different companies and I started to show them how I built my company from the digital space without doing any door knocking, without cold calling, without anything. And that's what they promote in their offices. And I was like, no way am I going to do any of that. I'm going to figure this stuff out online. And so that's what I did. And I very, very quickly grew those businesses and I helped them grow theirs as well. I ended up doing a lot of that, but that was still in the real estate side of things. As I was getting into things, I started to invest in medical buildings. So I started to work on building those. And it was right around like sort of the downturn of the economy. And as I was working on those, I was like, man, if I don't start to help these guys make more money in their practices, my properties aren't going to sell for the full value that I want them to sell at. And so I started to, and then doctors started asking me like, hey, Bob, how are you doing this? How are you marketing? How are you, you know, I'm like, hey, let me show you because if I can get them successful, the rents increase and ultimately I can sell my properties for more value. That's what happened. And so I really enjoyed that whole process and working with them because for me, it wasn't just about at that point in time in my life, it wasn't just about flipping properties. I had some family members that had passed through cancer and through different areas. So I was kind of like on this mission to kind of find myself and to see what I really wanted to do with my life. So I set out and I started to work with a few more doctors and started learning about Every single thing that's out there, decompression, I started to learn about, you know, regenerative medicine, I started to learn about anti-aging, hormone therapy, you know, erectile dysfunction, I, heard, I started to learn 
all the cash-based services. I learned about the pain management side of things as well in the insurance-based business. But what really, really got me excited was the cash-based service. And the reason why was because nobody had it figured out. It's a different ball game than when a receptionist picks up the phone and says, hey, listen, how much do you charge? Uh, what, uh, what insurance do you take? versus my procedure costs us $7,000. It's a different conversation and you need a different person to answer that conversation at the front desk. And so I started to embark on this whole journey of how to create the ultimate patient journey. And I think this is sorely lacking in the industry, especially with guys that are trying to supplement their income from an insurance with cash or just strictly going into cash. So that's kind of how I made that transition, all the while building my internet agency. So I run one of the most successful internet companies that does provide services with digital media and all that kind of stuff for medical clinics across the country, uh, across North America, really. And I was building that and I was learning about all this other stuff and creating this patient journey that I talk about. And that's kind of how I kind of transition into getting into this world. Can you be more detailed about the patient journey? I built this whole map of a patient journey. So uh, over the past 18 months, I flew 150,000 miles. You know, I teach a lot of agencies on how to build and grow theirs as well. And the first thing I always say is like, you know, if you want something, you've got to be a master at your craft, right? And so that takes things that you may not want to do, but you have to do. And so for me, you know, I basically took 18 months out of my life and I flew and I went inside of doctor's offices and clinics, worked with, you know, solopreneurs and guys that have 50 employees. And I found a very, very common thread among all of them. They really didn't know what the journey of a patient was up until they got to their office. When a patient got to their office, they knew exactly what to do. They could, you know, greet them at the front desk. They could chart them. They can put them in the thing. They can make sure that they're going to follow up and send reminders and you know, call the night before and do all of those things. That's not the journey of a patient. That patient is already a patient, right? That's not the prospect. And so what I set out to be was like, okay, well, how did that patient ever become a patient? Like, how did that prospect turn into a patient? And so I started to look at other things. I started to look at the Facebook side of things, the social media. I started to look at the websites, Google ads, all of these different things. And then I started to track everything that went on up until the point a prospect walks into a doctor's office. So that's what I call is the ultimate patient journey. And in between those things, there's four avenues. There's prospect, there's appointment, there's a consultation, and then there's the close until a, somebody becomes a patient. So let me explain that a second. So let's say I'm running a Google AdWords campaign or a Facebook ad campaign, and I get a lead. That lead is a prospect. And it's our duty as clinic owners or business owners, it's our duty to pick up the phone and call that person and say, hey, you know, I see that you signed up for something. Wanted to see if we can get you in for an appointment. I would say about 90% of the doctors and medical clinics that I have dealt with never, ever call back somebody that has signed up for a lead. That's something that we track in our software. And it was mind boggling to me because they're spending all this money expecting a patient to just walk in the door. And it doesn't happen like that, especially when you're charging cash for your services, because now we have choice, right? We want service. And if I'm going to spend $10,000, you better believe I want to be served and treated like a VIP. And I think that that's where a lot of people miss the boat. So we track the prospect. So now that prospect is on the phone and we finally got a hold of them. And now we're going to try to bring them in for an appointment. And the prospect says, hey, yes, I am ready to book an appointment. And we're going to say, okay, great. Let's book an appointment for you for next week. So we book an appointment for next week. 
there's multiple different things that have to happen because we all know that if it's a free consultation, if you guys are doing like, you know, regenerative medicine, free consultations or anti-aging or whatever it may be, or if even if you're charging for it, that person's got to show up. Show ratios is a massive issue right now. People not signing up for seminars and coming, people signing up for seminars, but they're not coming because we're not tracking the journey of the patient. We're not tracking how they're getting from a prospect to an appointment. And we're not implementing certain systems to make sure that we're getting them to the appointment. Okay, so now we've got this prospect on the phone. We get them into an appointment. What do we got to do? We got to make sure that that person shows up for that appointment. And once they be actually walk into our office, that becomes a consultation. So now they're a consult and we're working with them. We're doing whatever we got to do with the consultation and we have to take them to a close. So those are the four stages. But here's the kicker. The thing is that you have to monitor your conversion rate at every single level. You got to know what you're taking a prospect, a lead to a prospect, a prospect to an appointment, appointment to a consult, and a consult to a close. If you know those four areas and you're diligent about tracking those things, it's easy for you to grow your business to whatever level that you want to grow it at. Because then it just becomes a numbers game, right? If I spend $1,000 and I get 100 leads, that's $10 a lead. And I know that my conversion rate to getting them into an appointment is 50%. And then from appointment to a consult is 50%. And then from a consult to a close is 50%. That means out of $1,000 that I've spent, I've closed 12 people. And I still have 50 people over there that I can follow up with and do those things. But the big issue, so I explain these concepts and everybody agrees with me, but they weren't doing it, right? It didn't matter when we brought people in to do it. It didn't, they just, they weren't grasping it. So I said, you know, the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to automate a lot of those processes. I think the biggest thing for us was, is that we have to, when I set out, I set out to automate things. So I built a software program that automates the whole patient journey process, which has been a huge, huge benefit to the doctors that I actually implemented. Now, how does the software automate the journey? How does that work? So in our software, we have our full websites and landing pages that are built on the front end. So a patient can come on and book online. You see, patients want choice these days, right? I hate email. If you email me, I'll probably never get back to you because I wake up in the morning and get 150 emails a day. If you text me, I'll get back to you right away. Text messaging has a 98, 99% read rate. When you get a text message, you read it. When you get an email, you'll get to it. And so the way we automate it, so let's say, for example, a lead comes in. I also talk about the five-minute rule. If you were to follow up within five minutes or less with your prospect, you have a 22 times greater chance of closing that person. People want instant gratification, right? If they're looking for something at that point in time, they want somebody to respond to them at that point. They don't want to wait 24 hours or 48 hours. I hate it when I go onto a website. I just went on a website this morning. I had a consult call with a guy. And I filled out his form and right on the form, it says, thank you. It says, we'll get back to you within 48 hours. I am done looking for that service and solution within the next 10 minutes. You don't need to get back to me in 48 hours because I ain't going to answer that phone. You've lost that person. And so we understand that five minutes, that's a big feat, right? Like expecting somebody to do that and just sit there by the phone, you know, waiting for these leads to come in is hard. So what we do is we implement what I call as genius funnels inside our system. Genius Funnels, what it does, it text messages that patient and says, hey, we got your info. We appreciate it. Give us a call right now to confirm your time or book your time or whatever it may be. So we're trying to drive inbound calls from our text messages. So we combat the offices that are really busy 
with automation sequences and trying to get back to somebody just to let them know, hey, we got your info and we appreciate you and we will get back to you as soon as possible. And I think that that's all that people want. And most of the websites out there, most of the companies out there don't do that. So we've got the front end, which is built-in websites. It's got online booking. It's got text message, email follow-up campaigns and marketing and all that kind of stuff. And then once it flows into our system, you have a whole funnel that tracks dollars, right? Because like I said right in the beginning, I love the cash-based service. I love the cash-based service. I think there's huge opportunity in it. I just think people are doing it the wrong way. That's kind of like the automation sequences that we're talking about. So we try to combat you know, people's inability to call back quickly, but we're texting them like within one minute. So our system automatically texts the patient and says, hey, we got your message. We appreciate you. Give us a call back right now if it's an emergency or if you want to book something or, you know, we'll call you back in like within the next five minutes. What periods of time are they calling back or is it 24 hours? Obviously, you know, if it's midnight, they're not going to expect my call. Even if I'm doing my research, I'm not going to expect a call on midnight, but we let them know that. We text them back and saying, hey, listen, we got your info. And we're going to call you as soon as we can. I think people just aren't communicated with. And that's the problem because, you know, you can go on to any site, you know, go onto your colleagues, let's say, go fill out a form and there'll be nothing that gets sent to you. Nine out of the 10 websites that you go to, there'll be nothing that'll be sent to you saying, thank you for subscribing to our information or thank you for, you know, messaging me or whatever it may be. And we'll get back to you. And I think that that's where the disconnect is. Let me give you an example. Let's say something, you know, your wife calls you and say, wife calls me and says, Bob, the pipe's broken. We need to get a fix, right? What are we going to do? We're going to go on Google. We're going to search for plumber in my local area. You're going to pick up the phone and call, or you're going to submit a form and say, hey, I need a quote. And the person that calls you back right away, you're going to do business with them because you have a need for that service right away, right? And right. So if you've got that need for that service right away, you're not going to wait for that guy for 24 hours or 48 hours to call you. Now, it's a little bit different in the medical scene, but not right. a whole lot because if somebody calls you back right away, that tells them that you're serious about earning their business. And it also goes back to me saying, we have choice now. If you want to charge me 10 grand or 10, you know, 5 grand or 10 grand for HRT or for ED or for these anti-aging services or for stem cell regenerative services, like you better believe I'm going to do a little bit of homework. And the people that get back to me and appreciate me for responding to one of their advertisements or something like that, then, you know, I'm going to do business with them. So your main focus right there is being within five minutes of somebody showing interest to contact them in some way to give them the ability to schedule an appointment or talk to a real person. There was a study done at MIT and it talked about, I think they studied over 150,000 leads or something like that. Don't quote me on it, but between 100 and 150,000 leads over a two to three year period. And these are the numbers that they got. They told us that, so here's the thing, from 8 to 9 a.m. is the best callback period. And from 4 to 6 p.m. is the best callback period. But what do we do? We get into the office at 9.30, 10 o'clock, and we're trying to bang out the phones and calling people, and they're not responding. Just using small little tweaks into your follow-up process will not only make you more profitable, but it'll make your employees more productive. You put them in the right spots at the right time, you know, they're going to get a better result for you. But it's our job as entrepreneurs and business owners, and that's what I say is entrepreneurs, Every medical physician um, that owns a company is an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And they own a business and they're running something. And sometimes we forget that. And it, but it's our job to be the leaders at the helm and say, hey, listen, this is what needs to be done. This is what needs to happen. So tell me about how your automation systems work. I mean, what part is the doctor's part and what part is your part? So from a service standpoint, like uh, we manage all of that stuff. So, you know, we manage getting in the prospect, number one. 
setting up the software, making sure that it's working, training your staff, making sure that they're doing what they need to be doing. So from an end-to-end solution, then we just kind of communicate with the doctor, you know, results, what's working, what's not, who do we need to get rid of, who do we need to hire, all of that kind of stuff to put a good staff in place to manage this process. Because the patient journey is the most important thing, in my opinion. So you help doctors run their offices by recommending staff recommendations, right? Yeah, absolutely. So our digital agency will not only do that, we show them how to close the patients, how to get them in for a consult, how to get them in for appointment, managing all the statistics, seeing what's working, what's not, you know, sending out the the automation funnels, basically end to end. What I've a lot of what I just talked about, you know, that's the whole service. I think people miss the part. I coach and train a lot of agencies out there and a lot of agencies are working the wrong way. The reason why I'm sharing this with you is because doctors may find the service of an agency, but what they're doing is basically they'll build a landing page, they'll run some Facebook ads and they'll say, hey, listen, I've got you my lead. It's your fault that you're not closing them. You know, I don't know if you've heard that before, but a lot of them say that. And I don't agree with that. I think that when people work with us, we work together. If there's a lead not closing, why is that? I want to know, why aren't we closing that lead? Where's the drop? And the reason why I built that system is like, okay, if I can figure out that Mary at the front desk is taking a prospect to an appointment and she's doing a great job of getting people on the phone and she's booking an appointment, but nobody's showing up, I know that there's an issue, not with Mary, but there's an issue with the follow-up sequence to get these people in the appointment. So I need to work on that. I call it plugging the leaks, right? We got to plug certain leaks. And when you plug the leak, small little leaks that are hindering us from going forward, it makes huge, huge impact on our bottom line. What about when a lead does come in, does a consultation, and they're typically offered a high-priced service in this case, and most of them or many of them will say, I need to go home and think about it. I need to do whatever to determine if I want to do anything, if I want to go forward. Do you have anything that happens after they've come in? I have a seven-video series, which is the most frequently asked questions about our services, to bring down all those walls for people and so that they can feel comfortable with the decision that they're making. So one of the things that they always ask is like, how am I going to switch my services to you? That's my first video. Hey, you might be wondering how you want to switch your services over to us. And let me explain it to you. I pull up a whiteboard. I, I map it out. So that's, you know, one barrier that I bring down. And that becomes a, a consultation between me and the doctor and a strategy plan. And I say, listen, I need five videos here. I don't, you don't have to make it professional. Just pull out your iPhone. And this is what I want you to say. And if that's the issue that's happening, that's what we need to do and break down those barriers. The other thing is, is that once we've done that, in between that seven-day period or five-day period of when my next call is going to be, I ship out the doctor a big box of stuff. If you read any of my stuff, I talk about creating authority and almost like a celebrity-like status in your market. And what I mean by that is that, you see, people buy people. They don't buy your technology. As much as we want to go out and we go to these you know, fancy conferences and we go and buy a, a sculpture machine or we buy this or we buy that, they're not going to buy that machine. They're going to buy the end result of what they're going to get. They're going to buy you telling them about that end result. That's it. They could care less about the machine. But we do inside of our own industries, we start to look at and we get bogged down by that. If you look at your marketing material, if you go out onto your website and you look at your marketing material and the manufacturers do this, I've had many conversations with manufacturers about how they can sell more equipment by just providing the right information to the doctors. They don't. They just provide information about the machine. Nobody cares about that. They really don't. I'll give you an example. I bought a car recently. 
Um, it was an expensive car. And the guy comes in and he pulls up, uh, and he started to like sit there and talk about the hood, under the hood. I'm like, after about 15 minutes, I stopped him. I said, you know, I really don't care about what's under the hood. I don't. I'm not a car guy. I really don't care. I just want to know if am I comfortable inside of it? Does it have all the gadgets? Because I'm an internet guy. I like, I like all the gadgets. And does it have TVs in the back for my kids? And are they going to be comfortable on long trips? That's all I care about. And so I started to teach him. I said, listen, you have to know your audience. You have to know the person that you're speaking to. Some guys care about the underhood. Now, my dad, I'll give you an example. And I walked in the first day and I bought that car. Okay? Right. My dad, he bought a Mercedes E something. It took him six months to buy that car. And he wanted to know everything about that vehicle. People make decisions at different times in their buying cycle. I talk about the 97% versus the 3%. 3% of people are only willing to buy within the next two weeks. Only 3%. The other right. 97% are from the three weeks to six months. How do you automate that after consult process? I've never had a company that I've worked with really care. Once they've got a person in the door or even just a lead, they say, we've done our job. Now we're done. Yeah. And I think that's BS because it's not done because your profitability and my profitability depends upon whether or not that person closes. You're only going to keep me around for so long. If my efforts aren't producing, you know, an income, you're only going to keep me around for so long. And that's what I'm seeing is that whole journey of a patient is so, so important. And I'm talking about everything that we just talked about has nothing to do when a patient walks into the door and they're a patient. I don't care about that because 99% of the clinics out there got it locked down. They know when a patient comes in, they're going to put them on a chart, they're going to put them in their computers, they're going to charge their insurance, they're going to do whatever they're going to do inside their office. I don't really care about that. They, know, they got that. But when you talk about the patient journey with these people, they have no clue. And that's what we're trying to get out. That's why I built the software. That's why I spent over, you know, a quarter of a million dollars to build this for this industry so that we can start to manage these solutions properly and stop wasting dollars on marketing. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal health, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. I walk in, I buy something. I don't have time for, you know, BS. If I like something, I'll buy it. But the 97%, which is the bulk of the people that are out there, like my dad, takes six months to buy a $100,000 car. Now, I'll tell you something. He went in the first day with me. As he takes me everywhere when he wants to go. He's like, you know, Bob, come with me because I want to make a good decision. And so I go there and I go to, to, the, to the Mercedes dealership. And that first vehicle that he looked at was a vehicle that he bought six months ago, but from a different dealership. Now, let me give you an example. Had that salesperson maybe sent a few videos, maybe sent him a card, maybe sent him a few emails about some new models that are coming in or whatever, but or maybe a few phone calls throughout that whole six month process, do you think he would have bought from him again? Oh yeah, definitely. 100%. It's the law of reciprocity. If you do something for me, I'm going to be obliged whether or not you expect it or not to do something back for you. I agree very much. We're always looking for that instant sale. 
And that's why people don't grow. That's why the businesses don't grow. But for me, when I go into a company, I say, you're going to get that 3%. I don't care about that. Don't talk to me about that. I want to talk with the 97% that we're missing because that's where the money is. My question is, when you do a video series, I love that idea. That's the first time I've heard of it like a video. Do you email it or do you text it to them? Yeah. So uh, you can do both. You can send them a link to the YouTube and your text messages. So our team sets it all up in stages. So day one, they get this. Day two, they get this. Day three, they get this. Day four, they get this. So day one, they might get an email and a text. Day two, they might get a text. Day three, they might get an email. So on and so forth. Does the doctor have to make the videos themselves or do you guys already have the videos? So the doctor shoots the videos because remember, people buy people, right? If the doctor, you know, imagine that like if you get a canned message, I like to do custom, right? right? right. You're just going to be like, man, this is just whatever. But if Dr. Carter comes and sends me a message saying, hey, you don't have to say, hey, Bob, you can just make it generic. Hey, it was really nice to see you, uh, you know, at our office the other day. Whatever you want to say, you know, we'd script that out and how it's going to work. But that's so much more impactful. Takes a little bit of effort for sure. Of course. Not much because, you know, you upload it to a Dropbox and we take it, we edit it, put your logo on it and then pop it into our sequences. And that way you're not just promoting your services because if it was a generic video, they would go, wow, I really want that service. Now I just got to find the cheapest price. But instead of that, now they say, I really like this guy. He's really good. I'm going to go see him. Yeah. And that's what, when I say people buy people, right? It's like everybody is promoting on price, right? I mean, you see it all the time. If you're doing Botox and fillers, like I had a guy this morning, he's like, well, I charge $10 a unit. I'm like, yeah, man, everybody charges $10 a unit you know, or $7 a unit or $8 a unit. You're just trying to get them in. Like, I don't want you promoting on price. I want people to buy you because of you and your expertise. We're in an era where like, I would pay more money to get a great service. I hate waiting in lines. You know, I hate that. I mean, I just went to Disneyland a couple of days ago or a couple of months ago, uh, beginning of June or end of June. And, you know, they've got these fast passes. They've got all these things. And I like bought all these VIP things because I don't want to stand in line. And there was many other people right there with me. And they share that because our time is the most important thing that we have. If we stop focusing on price and focusing on our ability and being able to get that ability out in a way that people understand it, you know, people don't ask you the price. They're just going to be like, okay, yeah. You just assume that he's going to be a little bit more than everybody else. And let me talk about price for just a quick second. I've studied pricing strategies for, you know, for the last 20 years. And every time I go into a clinic, I never even ask them their prices. I say, charge 30% more. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, nobody's going to come to us. And I said, yeah, they will. Because here's the thought. If you pick up the phone and you call, you know, Dr. Bob's uh, clinic down the street and, you know, Dr. Bob says our HRT services are $200 a month. And then you go to Dr. Joe's and Dr. Joe says ours is $190 a month because he's trying to undercut the other guy. We may as well just price it $10 under. And then you go to Dr. Sam's clinic and Dr. Sam says, ours is $350 a month. What does that person think? Psychologically, I'm going to say, I wonder what Dr. Sam does for $350 a month versus these guys who are just fighting it out for 200 bucks a month. I'm at least going to go there and see the difference because there's got to be something different. And I talk about this in some of my talks. I talk about, I bought a Canon camera and a Panasonic camera. And I went, I went into Best Buy and I started to ask the guy, I said, what is the difference between is a really nice, uh, sorry, a Sony camera and a Canon camera and uh, the new mirrorless cameras. And I was asking the guy, I said, the Sony camera is a hundred dollars more than this Canon camera. And the guy at Best Buy says, you know, there's really no difference. The Canon is the same as the Sony. And I said, no, 
it can't be. It's a hundred dollars more. It cannot like it's in my head. That's what I had thought. And so I kind of hung around there, looked online and they were saying, yeah, it's kind of the same and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up buying the hundred dollar camera. And then a good friend of mine is the manager of a camera shop play soccer with me and I asked him, I said, what's the difference between this camera and this camera? He said, there's absolutely nothing. He goes, in fact, the Canon's a lot better than the Sony. And I said, well, I bought the Sony. I said, well, why'd you buy it? I said, because it's a hundred dollars more. Like I thought process is always like that. Like if it's more expensive, it's better. And the psychology of a buyer, pricing strategies, you know, follow-up systems, like those are all really, really important things, especially when you're coming in. Like you're an insurance-based business. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just, it's like it's free money for them, right? When you're in the cash-based service and you really want to make a go of this, then you got to start thinking a little differently. You know, how are you going to set up your profit centers and how are you going to create these things that are going to make you a decent income? So it sounds like, based on what I've heard, that you basically go in and say, don't price yourself at the average price. Price yourself higher than everybody else or a lot higher than you probably are, especially if you're competing on price. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, but you got to be confident to sell. You got to, you know, certainty sells, right? So absolutely. You know, if you're not certain about your position, then it's not going to sell. It doesn't matter what you charge. But if you're certain about your position and who you are and what you do, and you've got good systems in place, there's no reason why you can't charge more than the other guy. Because, I mean, you have to provide, obviously, an additional level of service. Like, if it's exact same and they're buying you, yeah, you can get away with it. But you got to create your pricing and your packages a little bit differently than the next guy. I always say, like, you know, focus on your patient, not your competition. And, you know, a lot of my agency clients that I have that I teach, I teach them how to grow and build and scale their agencies to kind of like what we did. And I always tell them, I say, you guys need to stop looking at what I do or what your colleagues do. There's a reason why I went and I flew, you know, almost 150,000 miles last year. Why? Because I really don't care about what my competition does. If I focus and create great systems and products for my end user, which are, you know, which is the medical community, then it doesn't matter what my competition is doing because I'll always beat them. And that's what I was talking about initially is like, you've got to master, you know, be proud of, you know, mastering your craft. And I'm proud of that because I put in the work. Let's say a stem cell doctor, for example. What are the guidelines or tips that you say that'll really set them apart from the other people that makes them feel they can justify changing their pricing? Or is there a strategy to do that at all? Like I said, uh, I think a lot of times people are focusing on the technology, you know, selling it per CC or per joint or per this. And they're not willing to invest the time to create beautiful stuff to brand them more than anything. I mean, if you look at the plastic surgeon community, right? I mean, those guys do it the best. You look at their websites, you got a big picture with, you know, beautiful faces on there. Image that people see is like, man, I really like that. I want that guy doing my stuff. And if you look at the medical side of things, it's really like blurring, blah, and and dull. And when I go in and I look at it, if you go to, you know, my site, you'll see it. Big picture, you know, it's a, a big, strong statement of what I do. It's certain about how I do things. And that's what we try to get across is like people buy people. There's a misconception, too, because people say, well, Bob, if I promote myself all the time, they're just going to want to do business with me. And that's far from the truth. If you promote yourself all the time, people are going to know that you're busy and that it costs a premium to do business with you. Gotcha. But do you go over tips or tricks or things that help the doctors to achieve that, especially if they don't know the concept? Yeah, because it might be new for most people that are listening to this. They're going to be like, I don't know what sets me apart. How do I make myself like a celebrity? How do I create that persona? That's one of the things that I, 
I really excel in is, is to be able to take somebody and get out, you know, a personality out of them and to be able to showcase that to people that are looking in. And that's part of our service that we do right initially. I look at it and I analyze it and I'd say, well, we need to build this. We need to build eBooks. We need to build graphics. We need to build infographics. We need to, like, we plan all that stuff out. So, you know, I have a whole design team here that works on your behalf. We tell the doctor to go get some professional pictures and we give them poses. We say, hey, this is the pose that we want. These are the professional pictures that we want. We up their game on that level. And just by doing a little bit of that changes the game for them. Not only for everybody that's looking in, but for them, because it starts to create a little bit more certainty in what they do, rather than just focusing on what it costs me to do an injection. I was doing, you know, um, regenerative stuff, you know, three or four years ago before all the hype that was coming in. And now you look at it, there's a seminar on every street corner. (laughs) It's true. Very true. Right. So how are you going to separate yourself? They're doing the same thing. They're taking one presentation and moving to the, you know, that I do business. I'm like, send me your presentation because I want to fix it. And it's like all the same. You're saying the seminar that they're giving or the one that they do like a sales presentation? Yeah, like a sales presentation. You know, we got to start to separate ourselves. You have to start to do something completely different. If you're in a position where things aren't working out for you right now or they're not working to a point where you like them to be, then you just got to change. You got to embrace the change and do something different. I mean, what I talk about is it's all numbers. It's simple stuff when I look at it. I say, if I spend $1,000 and I get 50 leads and 50% of those come in for an appointment, that's 25 and 25 of those give me money and it's $1,000 each, that's 12,000. I spent 1,000, that's 1,200% return. I would borrow money to run that campaign nonstop until it dies. You know, and I think that those statistics and capitalizing on those statistics, nobody's doing. And so we've created, that's why we created that system is like really analyzing those things. And it's not like this boring system either where it's just like graphs and charts. It's a pretty cool system where we made it very, very easy to manage and monitor. You don't even have to log in. There's a report that gets sent to you every single night. The other thing is, is I created a program. uh, We're just getting ready to launch called Honest Doctor. And Honest Doctor is a reputation and review rating system. So there's really four ways to grow business, reach, reputation, referral, and resell, right? Uh, Reach is like how many new people are you reaching that don't know about you, that should know about you. So lead generation, right? Cold prospects and all that kind of stuff. Referral is obviously getting referrals from the people that you know. is a great source of business. A resell is how much are you reselling your current patient, right? So if I get a patient in that spent $2,000, my goal is to increase the value of that person for that year to maybe $3,000. So I could spend $0 in my uh, clinic and look at my current database and I can say, hey, let's put on a seminar for HRT. Let's do this. Let's do that. And let's try to sell the same people that have already bought from me because it's so much easier to sell to somebody that already bought from you that's never bought from you and sell them something different. Ask yourself, like, what programs are you putting in place for that? And then the reputation side is the program that I built, which basically is a completely automated process. So I'll just quickly give you a little hint on that. Basically, a patient comes in, they book an appointment, they leave an hour or two hours later, they get a text message saying, hey, we appreciate you going in to go and see Dr. Carter. Uh, We'd love your review. Click here. They can click on their text message or on their email. They can fill out an audio, video, or even a text review. It then sends uh, you 
a text message and an email and uh, letting you know you have a new review. It goes into the back end of Evergenius. You go in there and click approve. It's a four or five star or whatever. If you hit approve, it'll hit your website automatically and 80 different profiles across the web, including health grades, rate MDs, and all these different ones. If it's a one, two, or three star, we try to capture them before they go online to Facebook or Google and try to deal with that situation before it ever goes public. When I built that system, you know, we were always struggling to get testimonials from doctors. And we're like, hey, we need reviews because we need social proof. And, you know, there's no better way to create celebrity status and expert status than social proof. So we need some. And they're like, okay, we'll try to get some. And then email out the patients and the patients wouldn't get back to them. And then they have to set up a time to go and review. And then we'd have to code it and put it on the website. Like this process was taking us six to eight weeks. And so I said, this is stupid. Like the amount of patient visits that come into the office, we should be getting 100, 200 reviews every month. Right. And so I built that that system that allows us to, to do that. Fantastic. Can you take me through or walk me through your program? How does it work? What's the program? You know, maybe cost factors, time factors, you know, everything. If uh, I was interested, say, yeah, let's do this. Tell me more. Bring the mechanic and say, how much is my car going to get fixed? You know? They don't know. They got to put it up on the hoist. They got to check it. They got to see what's going on with it. This is a big problem with receptionists I hear because people will pick up the phone and saying, Hey, I wanted to find out about your regenerative medicine service. I'm having some knee problems. What does it cost? And the receptionist right. will be like, Yeah, it costs $7,000 for an injection. I'm like, No, you don't say that. Because how do you know? You don't know. What you have to do is you have to say, Listen, you have to say, We don't know. We don't even know if regenerative medicine is the right solution for you right? We need you right. to come in. We need you to be consultation. The doctor's going to check you out, see if it's one of those things that is actually going to work for you. And then we'll let you know, you know, all the finances and all that kind of stuff. Sounds good. Okay. The first job is to get them in the office, not to sell yep. them over the phone. So for me, I don't know. And do you handle all uh, digital advertising like Facebook AdWords or anything else? Yeah. So we do Facebook ads, Google ads, and Bing ads. Um, here's a tip that I always say, uh, you know, Bing's got, I think, uh, last I checked was about 27 to 30% market share. But people miss this market. You know, when you buy a Microsoft computer, Internet Explorer gets loaded on it, right? Right. And so to, for me to teach my dad, who is 70 years old, for me to teach him how to use a Mac, I, I don't. I just go and I bought him, you know, a Microsoft and so easier than, you know, an Apple. However, he is my perfect target market. He's not going to learn how to load Google Chrome or Safari or any one of these. He's just using Internet Explorer, but he's my market. You know, if you're in the regenerative space, like that's, that's who you want to hit, right? Exactly. So you got to start to look at buyer behavior. And again, you know, looking at the psychology of buyers, their buyer behaviors, where they're, where they're hanging out online, you know, all of those things. And we try to go in and we try to go into those markets where they are. We get cheaper costs from being 30% still large portion of, of the search search results that they got. So, you know, and then Facebook is kind of, eh, it's hit and miss in certain areas, but we like to do AdWords and Bing ads for sure. More quality. That's what I've noticed myself. Yeah. yeah I've, I've lightened my Facebook and I get better quality patients. Yeah. When you go to Facebook, people are there. It's like you're pissing people off because you're showing up in their feed and yep. they might look at it and you might do a deal here and there, but they're there to, you know, go talk to their friends or look at pictures and that kind of thing. 
when you want to research something, where do you go? You go to Google, right? You're going to go there. You're going to look up stuff and you're going to make a decision based on, you know, what's pretty much on that first page of Google. And now if you look at the search results before they would have a highlighted area in your Google AdWords, now they don't, it's all white. You got this little, little symbol there that says ad, but it kind of just blends in with everything now. Wow. That was uh, very educational. I really enjoyed the information because it's all about the patient cool. well, experience. I appreciate you having me on. It's yeah, all about no. the patient experience. And we forget, and we forget that. I can't begin to express how many times I go into clinics and their stuff looks the exact same as the next guy and then the next guy and then the next guy. And there's no differentiation. And I have a buddy of mine who just went on his own. He's a CPA. And I said, hey, how are you going to market your business? And he's like, I just, you know, I hired a web design company. And I said, okay, well, that's great. How are you going to market it? And he's like, you know, I looked at this CPA company and I took a little bit from what they were doing. And I look at this CPA company. I looked, took a little bit from what they were doing. And so I kind of mismatched it all together and I put it together. And then, you know, when the site was done, I looked at it and it looked exactly the same as the next one. And I, right. started, to, I started to get to think, and I'm like, this is how businesses evolve. <laughs> and like the guys that do a little bit differently make the money. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.